0: Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of McMinnville podcast. Founded in 2007, UUFM is a gathering place for people who embrace a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. We are located in the heart of Oregon's Willamette Valley wine country. Please visit us on the web at macuuf.org, M-A-C-U-U-F dot org, And if you are ever in or near the McMinnville area, don't hesitate to stop by and visit us. UUFM gathers in love and service for justice and peace. All right, well, it is my pleasure to introduce Andrea Kendall to you. She is a Wiccan clergy member and National Interfaith Representative for the Covenant of the Goddess. Welcome, Andrea, we're so glad you're here. Thank you, guys, seriously. Okay. That sounds like my cue. That was your cue. All right. Repeat after me. Good morning. Good morning. I said, good morning. Good morning. And because Wiccans like the number three one more time.
1: Good morning.
0: And it is a good morning. Because we have gathered here to learn from each other create a sacred space where different ideas can be heard and considered. So I ask that for right now, you put aside the cares of your normal day as I share a small taste of a nature religion that's known as Wicca. Before I start, it's important to know that I do not speak for all Wiccans. Instead, I speak from my understanding of the religion. You can take out your handouts now if you want. The Charge of the Goddess by Dorian Valente is the closest thing to sacred scripture you will find in Wicca. You will find its full text in the handout you were given. The charge begins with Listen to the words of the great mother, who was of old called Artemis, Asarte, Diana, Melusni, Aphrodite, Heraoin, Dana, Aaronrod, Isis, Breed, and by many other names, and ends with, "And thou who thinkest to seek for me." know that thy seeking and yearning shall avail thee not, unless thou knowest this mystery, that if thou seekest, thou findest not within thee, thou will never find it without thee. For behold, I have been with thee from the beginning and I am that which is obtained at the end of desire. The reason that this text is the closest thing we have to sacred scripture is because Wicca has no doctrine, nor central authority. Instead, what Wicca has is a loose structure that encourages individual participation, and experience. Within the large umbrella that is known as Wicca are everything from structured traditions who pass down exact writings to traditions that make it up as they go. There are atheists who see the concepts as psychological, and those that see them as divine beings who can walk the earth. However, as the charge hints, the concept of seeing nature, or if you will, the divine, as having a female face is one of the ideas that Wicca has added to the global community. Indeed, it was the feminist movement that is in part one of the reasons Wicca has grown from its roots in the United Kingdom into a global religion. In Wicca, the goddess is seen as a young girl, an all-loving mother, and a wise crone. She is also seen as the universe that never dies. It is important to note that while she's seen in all people, the idea of a goddess empowers those who identify as women to be treated equally. For some, the divine masculine is also honored. In my tradition, he is honored as an equal. The following words by Dave the Bard, which you also have in your handout, represent the divine masculine to me, though they are not considered standard text in Wicca. I am lover, I am father, I am horned hoarded god and king. I am the life of all of nature that is reborn every spring. Call a stag and cry of eagle, I am child of barleycorn, and I am the antler crown and standing stone. I personally find that these words perfectly express my understanding of the Wiccan concept of the god. The idea that represents that which dies and is reborn, but just like the corn that dies and rises again is not the same corn, he is seen as representing that which changes. Another important idea that the god adds is that humans are animals were not more important than the other species. This is why you will see a representation of the god with horns, or as a hybrid plant man, to remind us that we are related to everything that lives. The third concept you will find is spirit. Spirit represents all the things that unite us. This concept reminds us that at our most basic level, we are made of the same stuff as everything else in the universe. And because Wicca is a nature religion, some of us have evolved this concept to include the idea of both species and people who are not identified with any gender. (coughs) Yet another concept Wicca adds the world faith tapestry is the idea that both joy and sorrow can be sacred. I would argue that now, more than ever, we need joy. With the challenges in the world, we need to participate. But we cannot do so if we lose the joy of living. Indeed, the act of being joyful and playful can bring about change. So you, can both work for something meaningful and enjoy it. You can also mourn that which is lost. Both are seen as equally important. At the beginning, I spoke of a loose structure that Wytham works in. A part of this structure are eight holidays that occur on the solstices and the equinoxes and the midpoints in between them. The names and myths of these holidays are inspired by Celtic mythology. If you were to go to any Wiccan ritual, there are things you would normally say the casting of a circle, a space where it is safe to truly be yourself, to metaphorically be naked in your rights, the calling of the quarters based on the ancient Greek idea of the elements as earth, air, fire, and water. These quarters are emotional qualities and not the elements of the periodic table. After all, calling 118 elements instead of just four might just take a little too long. (laughs) Thus, we use the four elements plus spirit to represent the universe and help us experience fully the rites. You would see the calling of the goddess and often the god. At some point in the ritual, there would most likely be a chalice and a blade, representing the joining of the receptive powers of the goddess and the active powers represented by the god. there would also be magic. Here, magic or sorcery, as Dorian called it, is defined as using your will to change reality. Thus I would have you consider that when a scientist discovers how to make airplanes, or you clean your house, or you fix your car, you're performing magic. When you light birthday candles and make a wish, You're performing a spell. Wicca also has an ethical guideline known simply as the read. Eight words the Wiccan read fulfill, and ye harm none, do as ye will. This guideline encourages people to judge what is the least amount of harm they can do in any situation. It adds the idea that life is complicated. So the best we can do as humans is to make the judgment of what the least amount of harm we can do is in any situation. Now, I told you that Wicca was a participatory practice. In fact, it emphasizes right practice over right belief. As a Wiccan who is honored to share this space with you, my duty would not be fulfilled if I did not offer you a very small taste of a typical tool that's used in Wicca. So I invite you, if you're comfortable, to participate in a short meditation. In the following meditation, you'll be asked to do some stuff. It's not a test. Don't worry. I won't ask you if you did it right afterwards. You're going to do the following. Define a goal that you are capable of doing in less than one month, in a very few words. For example, exercise for 30 minutes three times a week. You will be told to imagine what it would feel like if you accomplished this goal. Next you will be asked to imagine what kind of thoughts might block you from this goal. In my example, this obstacle might be my shyness to exercise around others. Finally, you'll make a simple if-then plan. If the obstacle occurs, then you will do the following. If I feel shy, then I will only compare my progress to myself. Now, sit straight and be comfortable. If you wish, close your eyes. Imagine that you are sitting in a forest glade. A kind woman and man are there with you. You know somehow, just by looking at them, that they are wise and know many mysteries. The woman tells you to imagine something you have wanted to do, something you know you're capable of doing in less than a month but have not yet done. You see the goal clearly and define it in a few words. You then imagine how you would feel if you accomplished this goal. At this point, the man challenges you to see the things that are blocking you from this goal. specifically what things in yourself you must overcome. You see this inner challenge now. And tells you to imagine how you would feel if a thought came in to block it. And he tells you to imagine how you would meet that challenge. He has you say it to yourself a simple, if THEN PLAN. Having made a plan, both of them encourage you to track your progress. They both smile at you, letting you know that you have all the power you need to make this change. Now, open your eyes or bring your attention back to the service. Congratulations! You've now participated in a portion of a Wiccan ritual. So, the only thing that remains is for me to bring our time together as a close with the Wiccan traditional words of parting. Merry meets and merry part, and merry meet again. Bright the cheek, and warm the heart, and may the circle never